0: You're listening to the sensual sounds of Moonport and whooping cough brought to you from an apartment that we've broken into in a dark that's not ours.
1: And on this special occasion, a special guest, Grace, the ghost host.
0: And, and welcome, welcome to the waterlogged, waterlogged elevator, elevator, the, the hat, hat worn, worn as a carburetor, carburetor the,
1: moral the moral obligation, the they them, they them podcast. Oh. In the apartment. <laughs> apartment, there there isn't a wasp in the it's apartment. It's It's very cute. It's but there. No 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 no. It's no, still my here. my my thing is it's just in our dreams now. Uh, yes, essentially, because uh, Grace the ghost host won't let it be otherwise, and I understand why. I think I think it's not good to have a wasp, but my first reaction when I heard that we had a wasp in the apartment the first time was. Um, that it will just be our new roommate. I, I had no, there was no other thought in my mind. That's very attractive. Wasp, that it was like, yeah, like solid, like nine. Yeah. Solid wasps, nine wasp. Like, pretty um, stripes. Wears the top hat sometimes, body. which is a turn off. but in a tank. Oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Balances it off. Yes. A little skin, a little nut. I wanted this wasp to be our roommate. And then that wasp, uh, we threw outside and then a new wasp came in and, uh, Grace, the ghost host had left me a little message being like, uh, a little note saying, Hey, get rid of the wasp, blah, blah, blah. And, but it was like a really nice blah, blah, blah. (laughs) The message was essentially get rid of the wasp. And I stood in the kitchen looking at the window with a wasp on it. For maybe eight to ten minutes, with my backpack still on my back, and I I was like, oh, I don't know how to do this. So I like tried to prepare stuff to to get the wasp and take it outside, but but then I I got like a little panicky, a little anxiety driven, and I was like, you know what will cure this? If I make a Twitter for the wasp, and. And I made a, a Twitter for the wasp at, at new roommate wasp and just uh, started tweeting at the apartment Twitter that we have. Not everyone was happy with uh, the decision I had made. So, uh, Grace the Ghost host got rid of that wasp. This morning we had a, a mud draper, was it? Dirt dauber. Dirt dauber. <laughs> Dirt <mud> dauber. <laughs> This is the mud pond we're talking about. A, a dirt dopper. Thank, Stephanie, the scientist. Th- yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, the scientist intern that we have for our podcast. Thank you for that correction. It entered our room, and I was given a Tupperware thing and a pizza box like part, so so that I could slide and catch it, and we caught it, and then we. The window was open, so I threw it out the window, uh, Dirt Dauber, um, (laughs) (laughs) Tupperware and all just out the window, and my favorite image is the idea that there was a neighbor just across the street, like, walking or looking out their window, and suddenly they see from the second story... Just these three things
0: fly, and, and then a oh, window closes real fast. See, like to me, I'm imagining it's like a little pizza box with a little Tupperware container on top. Open up like a little Muppet mouth, and then like the beep flies free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They both like be like, "I love you, see you later," and then <laughs> fall to the ground and die. Yeah, like a tragic. We moment, haven't pe- story. we haven't picked up the the trash <laughs> on the floor. Because I mean, of to it. be honest, like the trash got blown over anyway, so like there's trash. Oh yeah, the that's street. true. So it'll just match the rest Is any better than it was before. So this leads us to our first commercial. Um, we... Uh, we're, we're, looking, l- <laughs> we're looking for an SO for the wasp. Because Grace the ghost host is the only single one here. It has to be outcoupled. I mean, I'm also single, but I'm not here. Okay? <laughs> yeah, you
1: don't live in this apartment. No. There are three people that live in this apartment and one wasp. And yes. we need... We're finding,
0: we're looking for... Nine centimeters, taller. Yeah. yeah. Preferably a pretty long... (laughs) Wasp (laughs) is (laughs) gay. Yeah, you just
1: made... We don't know what sexuality the wasp is into, so all can apply. Don't be a single, Brownie. Be a love donut. uh,
0: Be a love donut. We have the
1: wasp for you. He likes to wear headbands. I think... I think that's an important aspect. Um, and short, 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 shorts. Yeah, no, I uh, like the chubbiest
0: of chubbies. Yes. And. and that's uh, a chubby for you. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes the fun that part of the it. episode. Now we're going to get depressed forever.
1: <laughs> so we're recording this currently on the one year anniversary of uh, Pride. Uh, not Pride. The Orlando shooting. Of the Orlando shooting. Um, I thought of Pride because of your button. <laughs> that you're wearing right now yeah. but of uh what happened at pulse and w- we're gonna tread on this lightly while also like trying to get to the bottom of how we feel about it because it's it's a difficult topic and i i felt like there, there there was some weight to it while we were planning it yeah so but we were thinking of just starting by like Discussing how we felt when we first heard about it and just what we did afterwards so yeah what did like because that summer we saw each other a couple of times but we didn't yeah. see each other when when uh polls happened and we also didn't really talk no. Like, I I got a little bit of your side of the story through Al, because I talked to Al about it, but... Yeah, yeah. I feel
0: like I was the one that I was more in contact with when it was happening.
1: Yeah, but no, for yeah, sure. No. That entire summer, it felt that way. That summer was rough, because, I, I don't know, like... You were in a closet, both, both figuratively <laughs> and physically, trying to write a novel.
0: Yeah. So... Yeah, also, like, I, like just got broken up with and I yeah. couldn't show anybody like it was like the first like I'd been in the closet for a long time uh-huh. so I'd gotten used to it but that was the first year where I had been like defiantly queer and I like wasn't like avoiding it at all and like I, I don't I don't know like I would had like I, I don't know it was a weird time and, and I was a little bit like more heartbroken than I should have been And I couldn't show it to anybody. Yeah. Because I had, like, and I had to pretend to be okay because they, like, if they would ask, like, what's going on, then I'd be like, I didn't just break up with somebody, like, it's fine. But, Mm -hmm. uh, it was, it was interesting. And then, like, it was the summer where I figured out that I needed to come out and I needed to come out soon. Um, and most of it was because of the Orlando shooting and Trump. Yeah. Um yeah it's I don't know I remember the when it happened my grandparents were watching the thing on Fox News uh, which is irony of ironies oh great and I like I just gave up on not looking upset yeah I just like <laughs> let myself go and was just like like I don't know if I cried in front of them but I was crying a lot and um, and they were like oh yes yeah, it's, it's such a tragedy it's so terrible um, and kind of treating it in such a way where it was very obvious that like oh these people like we disagree with their lifestyle and that's very unfortunate but like they're people anyway and they're people too so we're gonna mourn them anyway Mm -hmm. a very like condescending sort of like like we're good people so we're gonna cry for these people anyway even though they were sinners and terrible people and I was just like no like I can't like I can't grieve with you that way. Yeah. I can't grieve with you, you in spite of the fact they're queer. I need the fact there that to queer. be like grievance because they are queer uh-huh. as well. Um, and I like, I remember sitting in the bathroom and I had my like phone on and I was about to like press the like go live thing and be that annoying kid that like comes, comes out on like Facebook Live. And I didn't uh, for like a couple of reasons. But I kind of wish that I had because then I could have been a lot more open about why exactly I disdained Trump. You felt Trump that way. yeah. Um, afterwards, because like I wasn't quiet about that, mm-hmm. and it made me like louder about my political beliefs and like how I saw everything and kind of standing up to my family more than anything else. But like, I, <laughs> like that should have happened earlier. Yeah. Um, and I still feel kind of guilty about that. Um, so I don't know. Orlando was the moment when I realized that I needed to be openly queer in order to talk about. What, why this matters so much mm-hmm. and not just be quiet and let people think what they want because it's not okay
1: so, yeah. I don't know I remember for me it was, uh, I was living in an apartment with a gay guy and we like I, I hadn't been watching the news or looking at Facebook for a while because I was trying to concentrate on The research I was doing and like the work I was doing uh or I was watching fucking YouTube videos I don't know I was doing something and then I heard like my roommate uh yell as he always did and (laughs) I was like oh it's just him yelling about something and then I like he said something about the shooting and was like did you hear about this and I was like no I'll I'll look it up Uh, and I looked into it, and I, unlike, my thing is when it comes to these type of tragedies, uh, I tend to kind of close down. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not good at, like, crying for it. I'm not good at, like, processing it. I just, it just happens, and I let the wave kind of go over me, and... It It worried me for a lot of reasons because they were queer. Uh, a lot of the people uh, were Latino. and um, and I was also it, this was kind of expressed in another podcast that I will always fucking talk about Harmontown. There's a specific episode of Harmontown right after the Boston Marathon uh, bombing. Where uh, the comedian Kumail Nanjiani talks about the what happened, and then he talks about how they didn't know whether it was a white guy or a brown guy or whatever that, that did the bombing at that point. And there's a moment where, where especially brown people or just people of color just think, I'm ho-, like, just pray that it's not someone that looks like them. And and in this case, it was very complicated because it was the people that were being killed looked like me, so so there there was there was a lot of conflict with that, and I I didn't cry until I heard all of the names of everyone that had been uh, sh- shot or hurt, uh, and once I like heard all of the the names that kind of just settled in my brain because there were names that reminded me of people that I knew of friends and family and stuff so
0: yeah
1: and I didn't really talk about it with anyone I didn't talk about it with my roommate because the way that he was kind of dealing with the situation I didn't love um I didn't talk about it with uh or was I? I, I? I didn't talk about it with Al until a little bit later. I I just kind of had to think about it and, do, and go through it myself. Mm-hmm. How many times mm-hmm. do you think you've thought about Orlando this past year?
0: A lot. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's definitely f- faded because it's been a year. Yeah. Um, that's my. That's but, like my main issue with these types of
1: tragedies is that they they kind of fade away and that's why I kind of maintain within myself for a while because I like to be able to when possible just like remember how that felt as purely
0: yeah so we watched a video in class uh, for Queer Theory uh, that was the like the like classic like love wins type of like the Uh baseball like kissing game video where it's like oh you think that they're straight but they're not straight and like It was cute, and it made me feel things when I saw Orlando. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it's that same, like, everything that is queer on television is geared towards straight people. And yes, they are the majority, but also we need shit that's just ours. Yeah. Um, And... um, Especially the utilization
1: of a tragedy by a capitalist company trying to sell a product. Yeah. Uh, it dirties it up yeah. like it, it it's not it's trying to be an honor but like it shows that companies are trying to milk a certain a, a certain sentiment that is currently happening
0: yeah it also feels like like using orlando is a kind of thing where like my grandparents would look at that and be like oh yeah that was a tragedy um but not like it, it's like undeniable enough that it was a tragedy that nobody's going to be like, Oh, but the gay people, except uh-huh. for maybe the Westboro Baptist. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like I'm really conflicted because at the same time, like it's not a thing that we want to forget. Mm-hmm. And regardless of intentions, it's, it's a, like there were two women there in the commercial who were Orlando survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, and that were included, that, like, like regardless of the fact that they were in a commercial, that it was capitalist propaganda, like stuff like that. Like, it's a reality. Yeah. And it's, I I don't know. It, <laughs> like, it shows how important it is to talk about hate crimes, uh-huh. um, and to treat them as hate crimes. Yeah. And one of the like things that I remember making me more upset than anything in the world was the fact that immediately Trump responds with anti-Muslim sentiment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, not to be completely rude, but like my family also responded with a very like anti-queer sentiment to the Orlando shooting. Um, And it was, heartbreaking because here they were like being like oh the Muslims are terrible and like "Ah, they kill innocent people and then like talking about like gay people like obviously they wouldn't kill gay people like that's Uh that's stupid um but like they don't realize that their religion um also says things like that and like according to the Old Testament I should have been stoned several times a very long time ago yeah um and there's no escaping that um I like. I very much appreciate Christianity that's able to evolve. Mm -hmm. um, And religion in general that is able to evolve. Um, And I very much appreciate people who use God as motivation to do good and to be compassionate. Yeah. um, And to um, have a meaning in life and, like, make death easier. Because death is a fucking bitch. Uh huh. And it's. Like, from what I see it, and I don't, like, super, like, I don't think we've ever talked about the afterlife. No. But, like, to me, death is a void. Like, I, that's what makes Orlando so tragic, is that, like, we can say, like, oh, they're in a better place, but to me, they're just, like, they could have had a life. They could have grown old. They could have been happy, or, like, chosen to not be happy, or been unhappy, or... yeah. Like they could have had more they 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 would have had the opportunity t- to live, and to me, like as depressed as I am, I think the world's fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love stars, I think they're incredible I, like i I'm terrified of death because I'm terrified of the void, yeah, and I want more life, and I love the possibility of experiencing things and being like sort of hedonistic and mm-hmm. i have you ever Um,
1: read uh the graphic novel the sculptor no by scott mcleod i think you should read it uh because it uh it validated this one thing that like i had always thought about death uh, which was really cool uh the story is about this artist um his grandfather comes to visit him but his grandfather has been dead like 20 or 30 years and it's actually death and at one point they're just like chatting and death tells him you you can do like I will give you the power to do anything like all the great art that you want to do in your life I'll give you everything you need for that but you only have 30 days to do that and this is what you're gonna experience in death and like the grandfather touches this guy's head and the next, like, two pages are purely black. And that, that like, void scares the shit out of the artist, but he still does it. And I, like, I have a moment at least once a month where I get real down because I think about that those two pages that darkness and that idea that there isn't anything on the other side and i i believe in that like i don't really think there's gonna be anything else but it's fucking scary yeah and like that that is kind of why it 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 makes it even harder uh to to consider this fact that like
0: These people died. Yeah, I think regardless of your beliefs in an afterlife, um, I think everybody sort of acknowledges the fact that these years that we're alive are sort of important. Mm -hmm. Like, like nihilism to the like, (laughs) like there's really no point to these years. Yeah. So really, there's nothing that we have to do. There's nothing that we don't have to do. We don't have to be rational. We don't have to be nice. We don't have to be, um, I don't know, miserable and care about other people. Like we don't have to do anything, mm-hmm. but the lives that we live and, and if you believe in an afterlife where there's a judgment, then you get judged on a very short amount of time. What happens for eternity? Yeah. Um, or for a very long time to be purged of your sins or whatever. Um, <laughs> Which shows how little I know about religion, but like, I like, <laughs> what what I liked about
1: Catholicism when I was Catholic was uh, the idea of purgatory, because it was like, you you did some bad things, but you're not so bad you have to go to hell. So we're gonna put you uh, on a timeout for what will feel like eternity. But at some point Like Your sins will be cleansed By By just waiting And then And then you can go chill in he- In heaven
0: See that seems like more rational to Yeah you. Like It's also crazy It's no, also it crazy. like It's also crazy like And uh, also there's a like, the whole like Martin Luther <laughs> thing about like indulgences And like buying uh-huh. people more time Yeah l- Less time in purgatory Yeah By doing Well like, yeah that that's murders. a whole That's, other that's fucked problem. up and capitalistic and uh-huh. Stupid uh-huh. But like I don't know. but
1: the it's... idea of like you can chill out in a waiting room <laughs> before you get go into heaven for a while but but it, it it means that you were good like you were a good person and stuff but you yeah. had your faults like you yeah. you weren't you weren't a saint so you're not gonna go straight into heaven uh and and that's one thing i i liked about that was just like oh there's there's a mid um uh, in between yeah uh
0: no, I'm a huge fucking fan of nihilism. I, <laughs> like... <laughs> I... Like... To me, it sort of levels everybody out. and makes everything super unimportant. <laughs> and that's a good place to be. Like, I, I don't know. The sort of, like, do-nothing sort of philosophy where, like, everything in your life has been done already. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about it. And Plus, like, everything that you do in your life doesn't matter. It's kind of where I like to live my life. And yeah. it makes sense to me. Um, like... It also, like, just thinking about, like, things like country. Like, we were wanting to talk about this concept that we read about Uh called uh, the Queer Aztlán, And um, just as an explanation, um, Aslan is the supposed, um, within Mexican, like, folklore, the supposed um, origin place of the Aztecs, um, the Mexicas. Um, They were a nomadic tribe up in the north, um, the areas that are now, like, Uh, Nuevo León, the Sonora Desert, Mm -hmm. and like um, Arizona, New Mexico, like Texas, all that kind of place. Um, So that was the home of the Aztecs, and the Aztecs sort of became like the leaders of um, Mexico. And Mexico City still only has funds for itself, but that's fine. Um, But like, um, yeah, so uh, it became something different when. Texas gained its independence, and when Santana sold um, the, like, southern part of the states to the states, yeah, um, because all of a sudden, the Mexican population there realized that they were home, they did belong there, but they didn't belong there anymore, like, this yeah. wasn't their place anymore, it was going to get filled up by white people, and by, um, like, a culture that wasn't their own, and a language that wasn't their own, and, like, it, like... The Chicano culture is stuck in a place that belongs to them but isn't allowed to belong to them it's an in-between it's Um, a purgatory (laughs) of sorts yeah (laughs) Um, and this got transferred along to the Chicano queer culture Uh um, where there's a sort of queer aslan, and this is just like queer people in general yeah we belong here there is no reason why we should not belong here we should not have a space where we should not be allowed to dress the way that we want to mm-hmm. and live the way that we want to. Um, but at the same time, we don't. And we're not allowed to be in certain places. Yeah. And we have to tone ourselves down for certain places and change ourselves. Yeah. And everybody has to change themselves for work. Um, and capitalism, Which is an issue. Which is a huge issue. And completely unnecessary. And to me, professionalism is a very racist and homophobic and um, like uh, very ageist and um, very like capitalist like I I don't know you have to have a certain amount of money to look professional I want to be more punk I want to be more Uh like just kind of unhinged in every way and I know that I can't because I need to get a job at least for now until I become like respected enough or valuable enough that people don't that care what you I look Yeah, like. that you can do whatever So just you now like. in my private time I'll wear dark purple uh-huh. lipstick. So.
1: That, and like for me, especially because I'm going to be going into like academia and stuff, my worry is I, I have to tone certain things down and I have to also dress more professional now that I'm going to grad school and stuff. Even though I don't care. Like... There's no part of me that wants to dress better because I'm going to be teaching a class.
0: And it doesn't really help when you see people like Pete Burns, like Jeffree Star, like Uh fucking Annie Lennox and Susie Sue, and like people who just like fucking went for it. Yeah. uh, Or just like, I'm just going to dress the way that I want. And like, here we are. They're super famous. And it makes me wonder like, okay, if I went full on Jeffree Star, would I... I, Jeffrey Starler my on. my
1: the image i always think about is david bowie in a dress walking with his wife at the time pulling a baby stroller and his wife was dressed like in david bowie's like men men's clothes yeah and like i love that image because that was before he became famous i was like Maybe a year or so, if I remember, before things blew up for him, and he was already that weird. He was already trying that shit out. Like that wasn't gonna stop him or what anything. Boy for being too yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but know. but I, I think about that because like, what if I go into class dressed up like that? I I I I am constantly afraid of how to address. Like gender and pr- like pronouns and stuff in a classroom setting because and just I've never in general. yeah I've never seen a a a gender queer professor like do that I've seen other types of queer professors and like people who ask for pronouns and stuff in class but but no one who like was actively teaching no yeah. no one that. That I know that like seems like me.
0: Yeah. So no, I like, I'm. Kind and of I know they are out
1: there. I right just don't. I've never seen them. I'm kind of yeah. terrified of transitioning right now because really? I
0: know, that, like, I know within me that there are things that I want to do to permanently alter myself. Uh huh. Um, in order to become what I think gender career looks like yeah. in my life for you. Yeah. And it's not what I look like right now, like more what I look like right now than usual because like mm. I had a bit of a mental breakdown last night and needed to like. And I on think today. that's good. I'm terrified of transitioning because I'm transition. I'm wanting to transition and realizing that I need to transition immediately, as I am entering the workforce. Yeah. Like, like this is how I'm going to make my living. Like this is how I'm going to survive. And it's making me like think that it's kind of inevitable for me to have to postpone my transition a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And years is <laughs> a long time. Just like yeah. thinking about the last year and all the shit that's happened, I am horrified of having to like not transition for another year. I also uh-huh. have no money to like medically do anything to myself.
1: Yeah. But For me it's more like I, I want to change my wardrobe and we're planning like a trip to Colombia and I I wanna start with that. I wanna start finding Clothes that just work for me and that make me feel better. Because the clothes that I have now that help with dysphoria were like handmade by a friend of mine and stuff, and they're good clothes. But it it I need something else. I need more, and uh, it's it's the the thing of like, am I going to be able to go on to campus, dressed like the way I want to dress or do I have to wait until I don't know when uh, to 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 dress the way that I want to dress and a lot of it is my own fear like I'm constantly afraid of doing it uh, I like last year I would sometimes wear a skirt to go to parties and stuff and I felt really good about it but walking home always was the hardest yeah. part. Because, <laughs> oh God, like, you sure. don't fucking know who's gonna be... Gonna walk uh, yeah, who's gonna be walking around at night, in the dark, and you look, and you like, look the way... Magic, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, you look no. the way you are, and they're gonna have magically a bat in their hand. <laughs> no, like, or, or you're walking by, and you don't know who's gonna be in that car, uh, who's getting closer to you, and who's gonna yell something at you, and stuff, and... It scares the
0: living shit out of me, and I, I felt the same because I would go to parties too with like, makeup on and like, I don't know, like more androgynous looking clothes and like high heels and like just uh-huh. kind of mosh around in high heels and stuff like that. Like it, it was, it was liberating and I felt sexy and I felt more confident and it was, I felt a little bit more terrifying and also yeah. distanced from people, which is weird, but like I don't know, makeup kind of distances you from people yeah um i've noticed and it, especially when it's really fucking thick makeup <laughs> like there's no seeing past ben Uh uh-huh.
1: um i wanted to go back to something real quick The like the the idea of how we are like especially you were mentioning that you you felt really comfortable at these parties and stuff and uh, when i would wear my my skirt i felt great like i felt like i was actually finally doing something for myself in that sense and that was also like when when i started wearing leggings and stuff that just like helped me a lot and more in public i and the idea that that the people during the pulse shooting like at pulse were comfortable. were I- comfortable like they were in a safe space for them that might have been the one place where and like the one night that they got to like, just fully be themselves. Full, yeah, just have a good time, and not have to worry about the walk home and right. like not have to worry about who was gonna yell at them or whatever. Like it was it was gonna be just a hours of that great feeling, and then that's all taken away, and it it just it's. Because we we like fight for that feeling, we want that feeling, and in the place where we live, that's not really a possibility. Like, there's not really so many
0: people yell "faggot," like Uh meaning three. But like, yeah, that to me is a lot. No, I'm not used to hearing that word. Yeah, seriously. I only
1: walked at night, and I took the weirdest roads back home so that I could see I would also be drunk
0: so I like wouldn't care anymore and I would just be like fuck you world like I'm here and if I get like hit with a bat tonight I can't stand not Uh. being here and being queer right now yeah Um, so I'd walk around a lot and then like walk back to the dorms and have like half my face melted off and like look real drunk Uh and still be let in you were talking about um, Puerto Rico like oh I
1: I once again i kind of wanted to talk more about <laughs> the uh, aslan yeah aslan. Uh, th- that whole idea of of being there and not being there and being comfortable and not being comfortable and for me that that really comes from like my my experience as being puerto rican and stuff where uh i living in the midwest it's not like living in new york new york has had a really long standing culture of Puerto Ricans there. The New Yorkans. Like, they have, they're their Puerto Ricans and they're here and they're proud and, like, they're themselves. And being in the Midwest for me kind of stripped all that away. Like, I don't have that same sensibility. So, like, the closest thing that I have is my connection to Puerto to Puerto Rico but during this last visit to Puerto Rico like I I realized that the connection that I have is to my childhood and not so much to the place itself even though I will always consider myself a Puerto Rican before I consider myself anything else uh, as far as like nationality and stuff but this was all kind of weird especially yesterday when uh, the Puerto Rican people were going out and voting whether or not they wanted to be a statehood. And the really funny thing for me, which isn't funny, was this idea that they they were the the propaganda on in Puerto Rico, which I saw was calling for the decolonization of Puerto Rico, which For them meant statehood, but for me means means like a lot. lot. Yeah, Yeah, it means a lot more. Like
0: that's more separatist. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Like becoming decolonized would be no longer having a connection with the U.S. As I saw it, but for them it was finally becoming a state. And uh, as far as I remember, uh, like. Two out of ten, uh, two out of every ten people were actually going out to vote that day. And the the vote apparently seems to have been for statehood. Like, it seems that most people who went out to vote voted for statehood. And I saw a lot of friends on Facebook being like, Oh, Puerto Rico deserves I, to be a state. Yeah, Puerto yeah, no, Rico deserves this like, to be yeah. a state and stuff. And, <laughs> My family has a really long history with, uh, with like, freedom for Puerto Rico being disconnected from uh, the states and everything. So like, a lot of that is in me, and I have grown up with a lot of that. But, but seeing people just kind of blankly believing that all that Puerto Rico needed to do was say, Hey, we want to become a state to become a state is too simple and like what I liked was that there were other Facebook friends of mine that that were going underneath those statuses and being like it's way more complicated than than that like you you, it it wasn't just like Puerto Rico saying yeah let's become a state and then suddenly we were gonna be a state It, it Congress has to make those decisions and it's fucking difficult because especially with a Republican Congress and just Republicans running everything, that's not going to move anywhere. No. Like, they're not going to care because... And if it
0: does move, it's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> for, for sure. Uh, because we have a terrible debt, that, uh to the U.S. that was essentially pushed on us by the U.S., but they're, they're asking us for money... And our government is in no state to do that. And, like, we we have risen taxes and stuff, and taxes are going to keep rising, but it's not going to solve itself that way. And becoming a state would help in the sense of, like, trying to figure out a better financial plan of working it out. But Republicans aren't going to take that. Um, also we have more people than like Montana, South Dakota, North Dakota and all of those kind of empty states uh put together. We would have more repre- like more representation and stuff uh in the House of Representatives. The number of the House of Representatives would have to change and also it's it it would all be for like democratic votes, they're like it's. I don't think we would have like Republicans really representing Puerto Rico anytime soon. So it would. It, it's not gonna happen anytime soon. Like that becoming a state isn't a thing. I've I've never really been able to talk to to queer Puerto Ricans, and um in in the sense that. I, as a queer Puerto Rican, feel very close to that idea that you were explaining about Atlan, of this, we belong here, but we also don't belong here. We belong on Puerto Rico because we're Puerto Rican, but we also don't belong there because it's no longer Puerto Rico. It's kind of just an Americanized version of what we once were. And I... It's it's an internal fight that will forever run in us because there is no pure Puerto Rican. There is no idea of a pure Boricua um, ideal because we're just mixed. Like we are, we are af- part African. We are part European, mostly Spanish, and a lot of other things on this one island. So, so fighting against like the American side of us is fighting against a a part of who we are.
0: So we're talking about being like the idea of being everybody mixed and like that. There's no mm-hmm. um, there's no clear separation from the American side and yeah. the Spanish side and the Boricua side and like yeah. like it, it's it, it's different in Puerto Rico than in Mexico because mm-hmm. Puerto, you know, Puerto Rico is smaller. Yeah. Um in, in Mexico that there's like most everybody is mestizo like they're like uh-huh. mixed um race um but at the same time we're big enough and like the mountains are secluded enough that like there's still a lot of um indigenous population yeah um, there. So there's still people to discriminate against and like I <laughs> I will never stop being angry at people who post these. Like, have you ever seen like the skinometer um, memes? I, I might have. Yeah. Where it's like this, like little palette of like skin colors, and it just goes from light to dark, and it's just like light people like like these things, and like dark people like these oh, things. Oh no. And it's always like the light people are like the like super like civilized, super intelligent ones. And I know that people post them ironically. It still makes me fucking angry. Yeah. Because. I, because that's institutional. Like, racism. Like I'm half American. Yeah, and I'm very white looking. Uh huh. Um, even as compared to my brother Michael, um, we were just talking about this. How I was always seen as, um, oh, the like, the beautiful one who's going to become, like, famous. And like, there's no way that like, <laughs> like, I don't know, Blake, my like middle name, is gonna become famous. Like there's there's no way that's gonna happen because like, so beautiful and so like, intelligent and Uh so quiet and so like, delicate about everything which like, I I don't know they was just like they were treating me as a little like fragile gay kid Mm -hmm. and, but my brother was always like ah he's rasa like he's like, he's one of us and he's Uh like, um, he's uh, he's never gonna be famous he's never gonna make much money but he's like he's he's gonna be he's He's one guy he's like he's relatable. Um, and always get stopped at airports. Yeah. But like, even Oh, I like, know that. When we style. were like kids <laughs> and we had the same haircut, the same clothes, like now we dress super differently. Like mm. I'm the like punky emo goth yeah. one. And, uh, he is, uh, the kind of like super macho, like, mm. I, I don't know, like torn up clothes mechanic. Yeah. Dressing long hair. Yeah. And, um, person and so i like
1: i like the long hair aspect of him it makes me
0: feel it nice. looks way better like honestly him with short hair doesn't make any sense i thought you were gonna say it looks way better than your oh
1: no <laughs> it looks way better than your and hair your hair's yeah, a fucking ass. yeah no it's a
0: fucking rat's nest no which story.
1: it is today like i haven't washed it it's but fun. like
0: some <laughs> of my hair under the beanie it's kind of yeah sad. yeah racism wasn't a thing that like we always kind of prided ourselves that we weren't as racist as Americans. Uh-huh. Um, and that Americans Just, like, kind like of your Mexican great. family, or uh, just... Mexicans in general, like, at least the ones that uh-huh. I met. We're always like, yeah, Americans are really weird about shit like that. Like, yeah. it, it's just, like, odd. But at the same time, when I left, like, some would, like somebody came up to me and was just like, beware of the black people. And, like, literally said yeah. it that way. He's like, no, seriously, don't that's, laugh. That's I, like, how I, I felt about... Yeah, that's I how I like, felt what? in Puerto Rico, too. Yeah. Was, like... uh
1: it's it's like oh we can be dark but you can't be too can't be dark. dark
0: like you can't be black. <laughs> no. And if you look at the announcements like on the billboards, like pretty much everywhere in Latin America that I've ever been, they're all white. Uh huh. Like they are all uh-huh. white, and there are not that many I, white Mexicans. I really, like, I really I <laughs> really
1: hated it uh, being back in Puerto Rico there were all the signs were of white people but American white people yeah like it's an ideal that we praise
0: that we can't even achieve yeah and we're just like oh
1: we love these white
0: people on our billboards and shit no and that's part of the reason why I think people thought that I was gonna be famous because Uh like they're like oh this one's Mexican but looks like the fucking billboards yeah and I like I had to be half white and turn out mostly like my mom to look Mm -hmm. this way yeah um, and it's just yeah, because Ma- your Michael your does look much more like your father. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, I I look really really white, and it, it just like I don't know. I got so much privilege because of that. Um, and just bringing it back to Orlando, it, it like the fact that it was uh, people of the Latinx community who were mostly affected by this just hit home so hard mm-hmm. because like. I, I was just so, like, that could have been me. Like, yeah. I go to gay bars, like, I could have been the one shot up. And my family would have been, like, oh, I wish that, like, little Blakey could have become an adult again, and become a Christian again, could have had time, because we know that he would have become Christian again. And, like, I, like, misgendering me all over the place. Yeah. And assuming that I'm going to change and that I don't believe things straight. And I didn't have time to show them that I, like, am a capable human being. And can be something good and helpful, mm-hmm. and and that I don't have to be good or helpful, that I just kind of want to be because I love people, and yeah. it's taken me a long time to love people, <laughs> and yeah, people are hard to love. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I it struck me so much that I was so lucky to have time, um, and. I'm so lucky to have been born when I'm born. Because even now, like, had my family, like, go 20 years back, they would have been intense enough to do something more than they're able to do now. Because they have the pressure of society on them being like, well, you can't kick this one out. Like, you can't, like, discriminate. You can't do like that. Because there's been a culture of, like, acceptance of queer people, finally. Like even though I'm probably which is really slow and hard,
1: but like
0: yeah, we're we're slowly getting there. Yeah, but it's better. Yeah. Um, I think about all the time like what would have happened if I had been born any earlier, and like I envy I envy people who are born any later. But at the same time, I need to be part of the people who are brave enough to fight against them and and be openly queer and be (laughs) be able to take a bat Mm -hmm. if somebody walks by. In Middle America, yeah, because we're not the only queer people in Middle America. No, yeah, and we're not the only like queer. We like to think of things.
1: we we like to think that our problems are are kind of special. I think yeah. because I, I I don't know we don't we don't really get to talk about it that much with others. Yeah, but with you and your family, it all had to do with like you were whiter so you were expected to do better and in my family are even though we look different uh like i'm expected to to be b- bigger and better than my f- than the rest of my family because my father went to college did college got a doctorate's degree and everything and is essentially an academic a real big brained person and because of that i'm supposed to also like kind of follow up in his shoes and that's that's what really pisses me off about going to grad school because i am kind of following up in that but in in what keeps me feeling better is that it's in my own punk way of like i'm going to grad school for poetry which like isn't isn't like at least I'm not studying literature <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm going for for something creative and which I noticed really quick when we talked about it with my family in Puerto Rico it wasn't something that people were interested in like people were not just like oh really that's cool like what type of poetry do you write or whatever like I had one family member be like that but the rest of my family was like oh that's interesting (laughs) and like instead of uh, and it's because it's 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 not like what i was expected to do which was become a lawyer or a doctor or something because we're in america and like we're we're given more opportunities so because i'm in america my dad was an educated person i'm expected to be much much better and and I, I dislike that because it, it looks down upon these, the ideas that, like, my family members in Puerto Rico are not as smart as I am and stuff, while well, I know a ton of them who are, who are way more, like, capable of doing, like, great things than I am and stuff. And I'm just a doofus that writes words that thinks sound pretty. And, and like, somehow I'm supposed to be better than that. And I don't think I am. Yeah. So. No, I've actually noticed
0: that about, like, posts coming out publicly on Facebook. I <laughs> I hate myself because I have now, in trying to be confident about being who I am... I've, like, I've given myself too much credit. And I, like, have told so many people that, like, you realize that I'm the one who's taken queer theory and I'm Mm -hmm. the one who has an education now and I'm the one who's, like, lived like this and I'm the authority on everything. And, like, in a reaction of being sick of people, assuming that they were the ones who were trying to help me and that they had all the answers, I've become an asshole in the part that I'm, like, no, I know better than you. I know, like, I'm thoroughly convinced in my, like, Self that I am better than everybody else, which is stupid mm-hmm. and terrifying and completely not true. Um, I am such a useless person. I like <laughs> you're not a useless. Think, person. Okay, I'm not a useless person, but I know nothing about science. I know nothing about math. I know nothing about psychology. I yeah. know nothing about like all these things that are so important to arguing well the case for being queer. Um, I'm not an authority. I probably never will be an authority besides my own experience and Writing shit that sounds pretty. Yeah, I I'm completely incapable of defending Myself in the way that I want to but I still have to fucking try (laughs) like Uh I I need to be more humble. I like I I've gotten to the place where like I Have no self-confidence in some way in some ways. I'm the most arrogant annoying (laughs) human being. Yeah, I know
1: we've talked about this because, like, you and I kind of suffer through the same problem of, uh, when we're writing and stuff. We feel like we're, we can, we are both simultaneously the worst and the best at it. Yeah. And, like, I, I like to joke with my family that I write poems whispered by God himself, (laughs) like, that, like, God himself is telling me this shit and I'm like, yeah, I'm writing it down. I'm just letting these things come to me. And while in reality, I don't believe in that shit. And also it's like, I don't think I'm that great. I'm not, I'm not that good. I, I, I just, I, I fake this persona of, of just like pride and stuff. Because if not, the, the self-destruction would get to me much faster. So back to, like,
0: privilege. Uh-huh. I am tired of people expecting so much of me, of, like, expecting yeah. me to be famous and, like, expect... Because, like, literally everybody that I talk to is just, like, I, I don't know, like, I tell them about next year and that I'm, like, I just want to hang out for a year. I yeah. just want to exist for a year. And everybody's just like, you're too good to exist, which, like, literally, I've done, <laughs> I've done nothing.
1: You're too good to exist. Just it exist. sounds like a weird, a weird sentiment. Yeah, but. it
0: um, But, like, I... I've done nothing like I have nothing to show for what I'm doing I don't know where people are getting this information that I'm like smart or talented or anything yeah. I've literally shown nobody anything and what I have shown people have been like early drafts of really stupid shit yeah um, and I like I know that I'm smart but I'm also so tired of like having to be smart mm-hmm. and feeling the pressure of everything And I, like, I just need to be a person. And, like, in the end, I I just need to be comfortable and happy and feel like I've had an adventurous life, Um, which goes back to safe spaces. Like, Mm -hmm. I need somewhere to just be comfortable. This is what we're fighting for. Just to be fucking okay with where we are. Yeah. And to feel at peace and, like, we can be ourselves and be happy and uh, express ourselves and just talk and live and die and be fine. But... I
1: don't know yeah and the variety of safe safe spaces is the thing that I'm kind of like that I've been thinking a lot about because like you said you like going to gay bars and uh, nightclubs and stuff but I because of social anxiety and stuff, I freak out more about that like the last time, like the last time I went to a bar I was already drunk <laughs> and I felt I felt really comfortable already, because I, I didn't feel, I like, the anxiety wasn't as bad as it usually is, because there, there are these motions that you're supposed to do in a bar of, like, confidence, yeah, of confidence, and, like, buying things, which I'm not good at buying things, capitalist functions don't work well with me, but, except if it's over Amazon, I can buy anything on Amazon without a worry but uh, but it, it freaks me out and like we were I remember in queer theory class we were always talking about like we, we want queer cafes we want queer bookshops, w- bookshops and, and like places that are nice and quiet and are good for
0: the yeah. s- socially anxious things that are also like meant for us not yeah. just like meant for straight people but like advocating for gay yeah. rights like we have so much of that. Like, yeah. so much stuff that's geared towards straight people about how to understand queers. Uh-huh. And I'm sick of but it. it. But it's
1: like, also not like, oh, if you're straight, you can't come into this cafe shop. Yeah, but, no. Like But expect but it's it to be run... Yeah, but expect it to be run by lesbians yeah. and who love cats and stuff like that. So... But but I remember our professor being like, those exist. They just don't exist here, yeah. and it fucking just pisses me off because that's all I want. <laughs> like I yeah. all I want is that to be on every street corner. Fucking take away all the Starbuckses and put put uh, put some like queer bookshops everywhere. Like I I need I need some other type of space. Non sexual. Quiet and, and like. I, a conversation that we always had was, um, also for like the disabled, uh, queer people and just all types of queer people, the, the mentally, uh, just people who, who have mental illness and stuff, uh, just that, that there should be a variety of spaces where, where it's open and safe and stuff. So. I re- like one of my favorite things was uh, last summer I got to go to a um, to a punk show with a couple of friends and the uh, it was a Frank Turner uh, show and Frank Turner and like the other bands and stuff were really just advocating the entire time of making the place of safe space for everyone they weren't like doing it just for queer people or women or everything it was a everyone should be everyone should feel safe about being here and if someone is uh like harassing you tell a friend to go tell the the people that are running the the uh, the concert and someone will come by and move that person and like throw them out or whatever because concerts especially for the punk community are the are some of the only places where we feel safe to be ourselves and like everyone of, ev- of any identity should feel safe at a place like that and I think that kind of goes back to what happened with, in uh, Manchester with Ariana Grande and stuff where it uh, these these places these safe spaces are being attacked Mm -hmm. and uh, it's
0: just makes it so hard I think in the end it, it all comes down to a matter of fear and in the end fear is not gonna be enough of a deciding factor to stop us from living yeah um should it be it like and it isn't it doesn't Eventually, I don't know, from, like, seeing the drug wars and stuff like that, like, Mm -hmm. we were all terrified um, and uh, kind of lived in the constant threat of being kidnapped or attacked or, like, killed or seeing somebody else who was killed or, like, always, like, Twitter was just kind of a blessing because you could see what was happening where at certain times and places, but um, eventually you just, just give up on feeling scared. And you live and you exist. Um, and you, and it becomes a new normal, which is stupid. Yeah, um, and that's <laughs> part of
1: the like, and that's the problem: is that like we shouldn't like in five years we shouldn't be thinking of pulse as just the new normal. Like it, yeah. it should always stand as this this terrible thing that happened that we don't want. To ever happen again. And unfortunately, we can't just like be okay with it. Like, we have to do something. Yeah. So, and I think for a lot of people, it's honoring, it's remembering, it's, it's, yeah, it's just trying to do our best. Right. We would like to remind you that this episode is in honor of uh, the victims of the Pulse shooting and because of that, because of how we feel about this, we are going to read off the names of all the victims so that we don't forget.
0: It's traumatizing to have your name mispronounced, especially in death, and we apologize very much because I'm sure that we've mispronounced quite a few of these, but we're going to give it our best attempt.
1: Stanley the Third. Amanda L. Alvier Oscar A. Aracena Montero
0: Rodolfo Ayala Ayala
1: Antonio uh, Dovan Brown
0: Daryl Roman
1: Burt II Ángel Candelario Padro Juan Chavez Martínez Luis Daniel Conde Corey James Connell Tevin Eugene Crosby
0: Dionca Diedra Drayton
1: Simon Adrian Carrillo Fernandez
0: Leroy Valentin Fernandez
1: Mercedes Marisol Flores Peter González Cruz Juan Ramon Guerrero Paul Terrell Henry Frank
0: Hernandez Miguel Angel Honorato Javier Jorge Reyes uh, Jason Benjamin Joseph Eddie Modroy Justice, Anthony Luis Laureano
1: Dizla, Christopher Andrew Langanen,
0: Alejandro Barrios Martinez,
1: Brenda Marquez McCool, Gilberto R. Silva Menendez, Kimberly Jean Morris,
0: Cairo Manet Murray,
1: Luis Omar Ocasio
0: Capo, Geraldo Ortiz Jimenez, Eric Ivan Ortiz Rivera Joel Rayon uh,
1: Paniagua Uh, Jean Carlos Mendes Perez Enrique L. Rios Jr. Jean Carlos Nieves Rodríguez
0: Javier Emanuel
1: Serrano Rosado Christopher Joseph Sanfeliz Gilmay Rodríguez Solivan Edward Sotomayor Jr. Shane Evan Tomlinson Martín Benitez Torres Jonathan Aca Vega, Juan Pablo Rivera Velázquez Luis Sergio Bielma Frankie Jimmy de Jesús Velázquez
0: Luis Daniel Wilson León Gerald Arthur Wright Yeah. Fuck that So how many wasps have there been so far Like Um uh, One wasp One yellow jacket And one dirt dapper
1: So So three. yeah So <laughs> So three wasps There's been
0: One wasp
1: One yellow jacket Oh, and apparently Stephanie can tell the difference between all of them. That's boys. kind of Yeah, she can tell the difference terrifying. between them, but she can't
0: get rid of us. <laughs> <family. laughs> Holmes, on your bed. We're I all know dirt doppers. doppers can't even hurt me, but I'm still scared of them. My mom always at because they
1: get dirt doppers a lot. Yeah. No, the one we had
0: this morning was a dirt dopper.
1: Yesterday was a yellow jackson. Yeah. Was oh, yeah.
0: There's a wasp was the before at like work oh, well, that is like in the like woodshed. Uh-huh. So it's in one of the cubbies that like we use for wood, and I keep forgetting which one it is. Can't and there was hey, hey, but like, um, <laughs> but like we keep like find it, like we keep not being able to find it, yeah. and like, people keep ordering wood, and like. Not Ordering, but I guess like buying wood, okay. Yeah, like I was same. like,
1: uh, this isn't the restaurant, they're yeah. not being like, Can I have wood, please? Can I have wood on this yeah. please?
0: And then, oh, said, well, two of us are gay, so we can do this for you. <laughs> said, um, the, said the queens, at least two. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was said. The token awesome. queens probably should not talk about No, that right, no, Mom. we
1: shouldn't. No, the uh, just so you guys know, the microphone is on,
0: yeah, so. But do you guys want to hear about this? Because it was actually really funny. Ah, shit!
1: Yeah. I
0: guess not. (laughs) Go for it. Um, so, like, the first day that I was working at the restaurant, no, the second day, um, like, I was working with... (laughs) who's also gay. And, um, we served this, like, couple, and he, like, walks to the back and, uh, like, is, like, ah, they're the token queens of Kirksville, they're the only out gay couple, and I was just like, okay, cool. And I thought that they looked familiar, but I just, like, kept going on with my date. And then it hit me. I'd seen them on Grinder before. Like, a they had... for another one? Well, yes. They had proposition to threesome, and I said a solid... Oh and I was God. just like, that's gotta be them. That's gotta be them. Um, so just, like, served them and whatever. And, like, later on in the day, um, like, they messaged me. And uh, they were like, so how's the waitering job going? And I was just like, you were there. I knew it. And I was like, did you feel awkward? And I was like, fuck not. Like, I don't care. But I don't Wait, know. you literally like verbally told them maybe? Yes. So they knew? Yeah. And Wait, then... I thought
1: you you sent it to them on Grindr. Oh, right? it was on Grindr. Yeah. Not
0: verbally. I oh. know that,
1: but like they knew who you were, they knew you were. Amazing. But yeah. they
0: knew who I was. They knew that I was Wait,
1: are you going to have a grease
0: I don't think it's going to happen to be honest. And, like, I don't know. it. I the, think it's
1: the beginning of a cute love story. Oh, no, 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 no. If
0: we're doing a triple, like, we should truple? do a triple. Like, is it called a triple? Yeah.
1: It, that sounds like a mushroom. It does sound like mushrooms. Ah, oh, shit! Like a treble. Why is it, yeah. Why is it a triple and not a triple? Um, because you have to think, try a couple. I don't know. Oh. I'm not good with words.
0: It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know if I could function in a trouble. I'm too monogamous. Well it depends I feel like it depends on the like trouble. Yeah. It was like that As one with time you everything. You, gay. <laughs> you I know could what? Do it. I could do it. I don't I give do a shit vagina. about the fact that you know more about me than I do. <laughs> I'm still gonna go through my <laughs> own journey. Vagina? And you cannot not tell me what I, I think. And I think that's great.
1: I don't think you should let Stephanie just tell you that you're. It's not like I'm actually gay. gonna
0: believe you. So like I'm just I'm gonna do whatever I Are want. You gay? Well, I, like Sweet. I do believe that. Sweet. <laughs> I do believe that, and I also know that I'm not. Okay, this is what I've like. I feel like I boil it down to. I'm like, I am pansexual, not panromantic. So like I really don't care about having sex with a vagina. Like it doesn't phase me at all it's the idea of the romance with the vagina that's not a good idea the
1: romance with the vagina
0: but well i shouldn't say vagina like woman yeah yeah because you're that that's just kind of like i feel like cis like woman i could not do a relationship with i like i don't know definitely trans guy wouldn't think twice about it like yeah, yeah no of course like, masculinity is more, more what I'm attracted to. And bodies feel no, great. No, 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 Go, 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 go. Ah, no. Also, like, ah, fellow trans person. We're not going oh, to snow. use any oh, of this shit. at all. Where is it? Literally, why are you giving me a thousand anywhere but snow? <laughs> but, like, also, like, fellow trans person. So, like, it, like, there's a certain yeah. camaraderie that is nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Shit, shit, not again. No, banana! <laughs> you're not recording, are you? Yeah, we are. We oh, are <laughs> I thought you were. Why are you guys talking so nonchalantly with us if you're recording? Because this is <laughs> because this is how we podcast. do our podcast. Well, uh, you guys are podcasting. I'm sorry, I'll shut up. The, the, like, you essentially interviewed Antonio about the whole Grindr thing. <laughs> on our podcast. Hey, am I? No, you're Stephanie. You're Stephanie, the the, other host. The other host. The one with the dog. Ah! Whoa, that was actually not bad. You're also making sounds uh, of 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 Mario Kart. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been useful.
0: (laughs) Alright. Okay. Let's like actually start. Yeah talking about things. So... That. so.